Welcome back to the iFloat Radio Podcast, everybody. I'm sitting here with Danielle Rue, uh, just like Kangaroo, Jan- Danielle Rue, and we're here at iFloat, and before we get started, I'm going to give a shout out to mentalartsnetwork.com. Mental Arts is an organization that I'm a part of and iFloat's a part of, where we teach classes on communication, a lot of which is based on John C. Lilly's work, and the mission is to use floating as a tool for understanding thought. So if you're interested in the deeper aspects of, of floating and interested in taking classes about the mind and communication, you can go to mentalartsnetwork.com and learn about the courses that we offer. So let's get started here. So the reason we're doing this podcast right now, and this often happens, is because sometimes people come in and they just have really interesting things to say, and I want to record those things. And so what happened today was Danielle came in with Mike, who was on the podcast recently, and she was talking about some interesting things today. And the reason that it was inspirational to me was because recently people have been coming here who have been wrestling with grief, who have been wrestling with loss. And can you talk a little bit about, in the best way that you can, uh, because when I asked you how your weekend was, you were like, it was intense, and you talked a little bit about it. But in the best way that you can talk about it, Danielle, what what... What was this weekend like for you? And then we'll we'll tie that into your float today. Well, as a nurse, and specifically a cancer nurse, um, recently I've been really struggling in the past six months um, with my feelings of death and dying, a lot of negativity surrounding it, as I think that's the social norm where we fear it as this thing that we should be able to fight in this modern age and being able to fight something so terrifying to us is our own vulnerability and our own ability to just cease existence. And it very much scared me at the beginning, even though I knew I'd want to be, I came, became a nurse because I wanted to work with sick patients. It was always the dying patients that I wanted to avoid because it reminds you of your own mortality. And up until recently, when I started to feel confident in my ability as a nurse, both with my skills and with my communication style, I've started to become more relaxed in dealing with death and dying and patients that are actively dying in our hospital. And it was this weekend that I think I really was able to experience a patient-specific, peaceful death and the dying process in the most beautiful, natural sense possible and being able to connect with someone who is virtually a stranger to you but in the most vulnerable part of their lives have them say something to you, whether be asking you to stay with them at their most vulnerable part, them dying, or have them ask you or tell you how wonderful you've been to them. That that makes you really feel like you can connect with many people 
on a very soul-to-soul basis and regardless of what point they are in their life. It's, it's, it's just a very powerful, powerful feeling to come in with today. When I returned from the Peace Corps many years ago, I was in transition and I was temping at one of the hospitals in Boston. And I was at the blood donor center and I would overhear all sorts of interesting conversations. And it was an interesting place to work for a few months. One time there was a nurse who was talking to someone who was like, I think themselves or someone in their life was about to die. And the nurse had said how she had worked in hospice for many years. And she said, you know, I really believe after watching so many people die that there really is something more. There's something, we're more than our bodies, she essentially said. She was a very nuts and bolts practical woman. But she said, that's just what I've, what I've observed. And I think that that's what, what we were talking about before because one of the things that, that I observed last year in, in watching my father pass away, especially in the, the final days, was that a person, when we're observing that process, we cannot deny that, that there is some kind of spiritual nature to reality because it's almost like the room changes. There, there's this heaviness, there's this, there's this energy. And, and when that happens and everyone around there is, is in that, that the, the barriers that we have where we believe we're separate from other people, those tend to dissolve. And, and it's a really auspicious time for people. And it's something that, that can be very, I think, transformational, at least it has been for me. And I think it appears that that's the case for you. At, at this point in ongoing, it appears. Yeah, and that's a great point. That brought up a lot of ideas about spirituality and what, as a nurse said, there's something else to this. And, you know, there's so many different forms of religions and so many sense of belief, but I think at the end of it all, there's that thought that our energy is transformed into something. And the ener- the natural energy that we have that, you know, makes our lips curl up and smile at each other and connect with one another, that energy goes on and supplies, you know, it supplies the sun and it supplies the earth and it's what helps the grass grow and that that energy that just leaves the body at life may not be the same human form but now is in everything around us and is something that as people we have a body we have our mortality but in the afterworld the apparent afterworld it's energy connecting with one another and although not conscious of the energy connecting with one another, it really is powering generations and generations on. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And now that there seems to be this, this turning point for you uh, as a result of, of, of these events, how do you anticipate that affecting your work as a nurse? Well, I think... It's so easy to go on to a shift and think of it in a very socially acceptable way. I mean, nurses are known as very caring people, but also we have a similarity between us. There's a culture and, you know, most of us come in and say, oh, I can't believe how tired I am. I, you know, I was up all night and, you know, you kind of, you kind of 
bitch in a way about your lives to each other. But then you go out and you're completely different with your patients for the most part. You know, you kind of put all those outside things that make us so inherently human and social beings. But then you are so spiritual, although scientific in your way of treating people. The nurse is also a very spiritual person and understands the holistic needs of an individual rather than just what the doctors say they need to take at a certain time. You know what's best from your patient from a spiritual standpoint when you're able to make those connections. And recently, I've been through a lot of very tough things outside of work that have led me to seek, you know, outside help as therapy goes and antidepressants, searching for something that would make me feel happier. But as a nurse, I know now that those those my outside living and my ability as a nurse can both merge and no longer is it just oh I'm a nurse and saying it but as a person being able to heal myself as well as others and that's a very very strong feeling right now yeah it's important to be you whether you're at the hospital or, or at home like like you want it to be the same you you don't want to feel like you're turning it on, just being, oh, okay, now now it's uh, my time to do my job. But more of, this is my calling, and you help people when you can, when you're outside of the hospital, as well as inside, as well as yourself. Because I think I had been losing that on my own ability to cure myself. I was putting myself last and thinking that, okay, because I'm a nurse, I... I always, you know, I'm the martyr. I put myself second, you know. I tell people to eat healthy, but then I, you know, eat McDonald's on the way home. Or I tell people not to smoke and I'll have a cigarette. Um, and that really, now I feel that I have the ability to be a nurse. To be a nurse to myself, to be a nurse to my family, and to be a nurse to my community. Now... Talk about your flow today. You said it was a really good flow session. What, what was it about the session today that was uh, particularly different or great? Well, I started off the flow recently with all those fears beginning um, and the depression. I'd been leaving the light on in the float as a safety net so I didn't have to, you know, open my eyes to complete darkness or feel my foot drift and touch the wall and wonder if there was something in the water and I would always leave the light on and last flow I experimented with actually sitting up as strange as that might sound sitting up in the float tank in a you know meditative pose with the float pillow separating my arms so I could really just balance myself out and I was able to turn the light off because I wasn't worried about bumping into the walls or feeling something it felt good but it was still in like the you know new stages for me but this time I just started out the float sitting and with the lights off and I I thought about what had happened and I was able to really let my mind take out the normal day-to-day stressors and really focus on what life is and our journey through birth to death and 
forgetting about our natural bodies and thinking of just energy connecting everyone. And it really just felt in the most spiritual, I felt very, very at peace. And I, I, I cried for the first time in a float and it felt, it felt good. It felt like I, like I came out and I told you, I feel like I figured it out. And it was something that may not be a truth to someone else or truth to everyone, but I felt like I figured what I needed to figure out. And that was a really great feeling. Well, I think that crying is like a kind of letting go. Yeah. And oftentimes when, when people are afraid of the dark, it, it's often that fear of like letting go. And because like, it's not so much you're going to touch anything that's dangerous as much as like, what am I going to tap within myself? Like, what am I going to tap into? And that's really powerful because because as like what you experienced recently in terms of that awareness and really welcoming the like that guidance of somebody to that trend through that transition is i think one of the most ultimate explorations of the unknown the explorations of like the dark and to become more at peace with that would be reflected in what happens in the float tank and i think that for me there are times when I'm in the flow tank and it's very uncomfortable. And uh, if I like, like, go, you know, there have been times when particularly related to my dad's death where, yeah, like tears will come through and I'll have pushed away some reaction or some emotion. And one of the things I've, I've really discovered and continue to is that, that it's okay to allow grief and tears and joy and other reactions, emotions, sensations to coexist, that, that we don't have to like have it be one or the other, mm -hmm. that we can allow it to kind of just stream through. And, uh, and that I think makes us a lot more available. And, and as I said, it's like you're, you are in that role in the hospital guiding people through transitions and, and to be able to take care of yourself and allow all of that to come through you is, uh, it really grounds a person and, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that really touches on a point. Yesterday when I was in the break room, I spoke to another nurse who also had a patient who was uh, comfort measures only, which means that they're usually actively dying on our floor. And she mentioned, she said, I haven't had a patient like this in months who was actively dying. And it really reminded me how I don't know how to react when I go into a room. I don't know if I should smile I don't know if, if I should laugh. I don't know if I should frown. I don't want to be Mrs. Doom and Gloom, but I certainly don't want to seem like my affect doesn't, isn't appropriate for the situation. And I didn't really know how to answer her and give her that kind of guidance on how she should act because I really feel like, like you said, it is a, it's okay to feel a lot of different emotions in that setting. And you really have to feel out the situation, the family, and understand what they're experiencing and come in with an open heart and an understanding nature about you. Because if you appear that you are looking for the family for guidance, they'll guide you in that situation so you can help guide them to a better and more peaceful death. Yeah, it's like finding out what's really going on with that person or with the group of people and there, there's, I took a workshop years ago out in Los Angeles with a woman 
who wrote a book on death and dying. She trained with the guy who wrote the Tibetan book of living and dying. And so she, she goes around and she, she talks to people and she trains a lot of hospice people. And I took this workshop, it was like called death and dying. And it was very Buddhist in terms of looking at the nature of death and how it can inspire us to live. She told this story of when her husband was dying because her husband died when they were very young, like in their early to mid twenties. And she said that she heard the nurse in the next room laughing with like another nurse, like joking around, like laughing. And she was concerned that the nurse was going to walk in with that energy because it was, it wouldn't have matched what was happening in the room where her husband was dying. And what blew her away was that as soon as the nurse walked in the door, her energy was completely different. She, she shifted gears and was very aware of what she was walking into. So she like literally went from like just joking around with her friend, which is important to what being able to walk right into the room and, and be completely in tune with the kind of heaviness of what was in the room. And it, it blew this woman away. And I think that's why she always tells the story is that so that we can get into a place where we can joke and we can cry and we can be serious. And, and it's really more of a flow that it's and it's all important in, in, that, in that process. And it kind of brings it back to that, that point where as I walk in to the hospital, we connect with each other by talking about trivial things. Our energies connect in that very social female sense of oh you know the kids did this or my boyfriend did this or my husband did this and we're connecting with each other on that although very basic level but we're still connecting and that energy is still surrounding the room and then being able to shut that off and say okay this is the next step and I think that's what makes a, a professional that's what makes a nurse that's really what makes us social beings and yeah, I agree. I agree. And well, well, thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for taking the time to share this with us today. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to add? Gosh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't want it to be a big thanking party, but I appreciate the ability to flow and be able to really get that, those feelings out. Yeah. You know, well, you're welcome. It's really nice to have you here and and uh, to those people listening, thank you for listening. Be sure to, to leave a review for the iFlow Radio podcast on iTunes and subscribe to the iFlow Radio podcast on iTunes. And we will see you all uh, at the next iFlow Radio podcast. Have a good day. Thank you.